Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. I'm going to stick with the no negativity theme that we have going on. Uh, we, we have declared this year and every year after uh, to live the no negativity life. Um, last week we took the no negativity challenge and uh, we received our certificates. And, uh, but you can go online and download those certificates. Uh, we have our t-shirts, we have our hoodies, we have our wristbands, we have our mugs. And we have our journals. Yeah, you got your journal, all right. And we have a, we have a vision for our lives to be positive people. Uh, not only do we want to be positive, but we also want to affect change in this world. Uh, but I want you to listen to this statement. If we're going to affect others positively, we have to discern those who are affecting us negatively. So I thought that this would be a great place to start this year. Uh, this, is, this message is no negativity, the people effect. The people effect. I want you to turn your Bibles to Proverbs 13, and we're going to read verse number 20. I'm actually going to read this verse in three different versions of the Bible. We'll start with the King James Version. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. The Amplified Version of the Bible says, He that walks as a companion with wise men is wise, but, who, but he who associates with self-confident fools is a fool himself and shall smart for it. Now, the Message Bible just tells it to us, it just hits us right between the eyes. Listen to what the Message Bible says. Become wise by walking with, wise, with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall into pieces. Everything and everyone must be evaluated to see if it, it's helping or hindering your ability to fulfill your purpose. Now, what happens in your life is determined by who you live with, who you keep company with, where you spend your time, and what you feed in your mind. Someone said, fish can't grow bigger than the tank that they're kept in. The people with whom you habitually associate with will determine as much as 95% of the success or failure in your life. We become the combined average of the five people we hang out with the most. Are you with me here? The five people you hang out with the most is who you're going to be like. We can tell the quality of your health. We can tell the quality of your attitude. We can tell the quality of your income by looking at the people you hang around. Because what happens is you start to eat what they eat. You start to talk like they talk. You read what they read. You watch what they watch. You dress like they dress. So we can see that people are important. Now, a lot of times, we don't even know it, but 
we're being influenced and we don't know it until it's too late. We've got to be careful who we allow to influence us because our, our visions will either be hindered or encouraged or destroyed by other people. People have the, the potential to create your environment. Your environment then determines your mindset and your mindset determines your future. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Ooh, did you hear that? Show me your friends. Oh, but I'm not like that. Show me your friends. And I'll show you. I don't do that. Show me your friends. And I'll show you your future. Ooh, y'all looking at me like you're thinking about your friends right now. <laughs> Go to Proverbs 27. Proverbs 27. And look at verse number 17. Oh, it's going to be quiet in this mass today. <laughs> Listen to what it says. Now, we know the scripture, but I want you to really look at it. It says, iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. The contemporary uh, English version of the Bible says, just as iron sharpens iron, friends sharpen the minds of each other. Now, when you really look at this verse, it, it really indirectly defines what a friend is. A friend sharpens you. A friend, say that with me, a friend, a friend. sharpens you. Now, now, the word sharpen means to improve, enhance, fine-tune, and perfect. So, I, I have to ask myself the question, am I, or all those that's close to me, are they improving, enhancing, fine-tuning, and perfecting me? And the second question is, am I improving, enhancing, fine-tuning, and perfecting them because the text says iron sharpens iron so we're supposed to help each other so I got to ask myself the question am I fine-tuning my friends am I improving my friends am I enhancing my friends am I perfecting them and are they perfecting me? Are they fine-tuning me? Are they enhancing me? Are they improving me? Was I stronger before I hooked up with them? Was I closer to God before I... Did I spend more quality time making sure that my life was in a good place before I hooked up with them? Am I closer to God or am I further away from God? And not only that, are they closer to God because they're with me? Well, I'm the Christian. I'm the Christian. I'm the one that's in church every Sunday. I'm the one that says I'm the ambassador of Christ. I'm, I represent heaven here on earth. So if I'm representing heaven here on earth, am I bringing people closer to God? Or am I trying to fit in? Will you look at your neighbor right next to you and tell him, say, don't look at my pastor like that. 
Look at him. Say, I don't allow nobody to look at him like that. <laughs> we got to ask ourselves these questions. See, we got to just, we got to stop just, just going day after day and, and just doing the same thing. Man, I want to help somebody. See, when I get to heaven, I wanna, when I get there, I want some folk to be there that says, oh, I thank God that he allowed me to, to be a part of your life because I'm here today because you told me about God. See, but you're not going to be that person if you're so busy trying to fit in. And see, you're not going to be powerful in the church and try to be popular in the world. It ain't going to work. Yeah. Am I helping? Am I being helped by those who I'm closest to? Listen, and we talked about this before. There are three levels of association in life. Disassociation, limited association, and expanded association. Now let's look at the different levels. First, which is the most difficult one, is disassociation. Listen to this. There are people and places that you're going to have to disassociate yourself from if you're going to make it to your dream. And here's the truth. Most of us know what and who's not good for us. We just got to be honest with ourselves. We know who's not good for us. We know that every time we hang out with certain people, we wake up the next day with a hangover. We know that every time, oh, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. But oh, when you hang out with this certain person, you wake up the next day and Lord... Oh, Jesus. You come to church on Sunday, you can't even lift your hands. Your hands all heavy. You're just like, oh, God, every time, every time I get, you know, you know what's not good for you. Some relationships will require disassociation. No matter what you try to do, the relationships keep, that, that relationships keep pulling you away from the values that should be first in your life. Now, I, I can hear your objections. But what's going to happen to them if I just walk away from this relationship? Now, this disassociation has more to do with you than it has to do with other per- the other person. Because you know what you can and you can't handle. <laughs> you know, you know that certain people you just can't, you can't tell, you can't tell them no. You know, and you, they keep getting you in trouble, but you just can't tell them no. You just can't. You know. You know how it's going to end up, but you can't tell them no. They, they, just, they just got you. Can I say it like that? They got you. So you know, you know when you answer that phone, it's going to end up in trouble. So what you do? Don't answer the phone. You look at the phone and start talking to it. No. No, no, I am not going, no, no, no. You know what you can't handle? So, listen, you've got to make sure that you're in a good place first. You can't help a person if you're weak yourself. I was flying... 
I was flying the other day, and the flight attendant said, in the event of an emergency, an oxygen mask will automatically appear in front of you. To start the flow of oxygen, pull the mask towards you. Place it firmly over your nose and mouth. Secure the elastic band around your head and breathe normally. If you're traveling with someone who requires help, secure your mask first and then assist the other person. And I say that to say to you, I can't help somebody else if I'm struggling. See, while I'm trying to help somebody else get the oxygen <laughs> without making sure that I'm strong enough to help, it may cause both of us harm. But if I'm strong, then I can strengthen my brother. So this disassociation has to be or has to do with you more than it has to do with anybody else. So the real question is, what will happen to you if you don't disassociate with what's hurting you? In Matthew 15 and 14, Jesus says, the blind can't lead the blind. The real issue on the table today is, is God the Lord of your relationships? Is God the Lord of you? In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Do you pray about people you bring in your inner circle? Do you, do you really pray? Do you really ask God? See, because what we do now, man, is just so messed up. When the Bible has made it plain and clear for us, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. He'll bring you where he wants you to go. All you got to do is just sit back and enjoy the trip. But listen, instead of us acknowledging him, we want to pray after we get into things. Is he the Lord of your relationships? God, should I bring this person in my inner circle. How many times have you did things without talking to God and you found yourself in a mess and you had to talk to him on the back end? Why don't we put God where he belongs on the front end? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added. Go to him first. He knows. Listen, listen. He knows you and that person. He knows more about you. You're asking everybody else, hey, you know so-and-so? What you think about him? <laughs> hey, and you're asking people that's just like him, hey, you know so-and-so? Oh, they're good. That's my boy right there. That's my dog, yeah. Why don't you talk to God? See, because God knows more than what's on the surface. While, while we're looking at the exterior, God's looking at the heart. That one didn't go over well. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> Limited association. Now, you may not want to completely disassociate yourself from uh, some of the people in your life, but it is important that you prayerfully and thoughtfully determine how much time you spend with them. Spend major time with positive influences. Spend minor time with negative influences. See, it's all right to have casual friends as long as you give them casual time. But you got to protect your mental environment. 
You've got to protect your mental environment. You've got to protect. You've got to guard your eye gates and guard your ear gates. You've got to protect your mental environment. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15, and uh, look at verse number 33. You there? what it says here. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Let me read it in the Amplified. Do not be so deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communion, association, corrupt and depraved good manners, morals, and character. So, you know what this says? This says that even though you were raised a certain way, you may have been raised with good manners and morals and character, but you can associate with people and they, I'll say it like I said it at 8 o'clock, I make up words sometimes, they'll re-raise you. <laughs> I'm a doctor, I can make up a word. <laughs> they'll re-raise you. They'll wipe out all the stuff that was putting you as a child. You were raised with good morals. You were raised with character. You were raised to be a person of integrity. But you start hanging out with the wrong folk and they wipe all of that out and you find yourself doing stuff that you can't believe you would do. I'm telling you from personal experience. I was raised in church. I was a deacon at 12 years old. Didn't know anything about any, the world at all. Went to church, we had a Monday night service, we had a Thursday service, we had a Saturday morning service, and all day on Sundays. I was, I was just churching all the time. And I got out of that environment. And I started hanging out with different folk. And I found myself doing stuff that I had never done before in my life. And let me tell you something. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. I found myself doing stuff I couldn't believe. I had never been a drinker, but I got out of the environment, moved to Atlanta, working in the sports business, working around people that didn't, was not godly at all. I didn't even know how to drink. They brought me to a place and said, get him a drink. I said, don't drink. <laughs> get him one anyway. And they, they put the drink there before me with the little small straws. Y'all know about the small straws? <laughs> I started just twirling the straws around in the drink. Just playing around with it. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, if you don't know anything about drinking, you don't just sip, you gulp. I'm just, get him another one. <laughs> so I'm just drinking and gulping. And I was all right as long as I was sitting down. And I stood up. And the world started turning. And look at, listen to how sin is, though. I was sick that night. I got drunk and I was sick the next day. And see, Satan is a destroyer. Why do you go back to what made you sick? Then 
you know that's a trick of the devil. Now, I'm sick as a dog the next day, but I'm trying to figure out how I can do that again. <laughs> how crazy is that? You know that's a trick of the devil. But I got out of my environment. They told me, look, all your clients, I'm in the sports business, I'm in Atlanta, I didn't know anything about the world, I'm a church boy. They said, all your clients are going to want to go to Magic City. I didn't know what Magic City was. I said, why these grown men want to go to Disney World? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. <laughs> and I found out that Magic City was an adult entertainment place. I had never been in a place like this in my entire life. They brought me there, and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe that people actually do this. But the more you play with sin, the quicker you get used to it. So I'm embarrassed one moment. Then I got to the place where I wasn't waiting for my clients. I started going there by myself. Wake up the next day, you beat yourself up. How stupid was I? All of this money that I wasted, I could have bought my kids some shoes. But you go back. Because that's what sin does. It draws you in. And you find yourself doing stuff you never thought you would do because you changed your environment and you got in the company of folk that was doing stuff and you never did this before in your life because evil companionships ruin good morals and good character and good manners. There are some people that you just have to have limited association with. I'm going to tell you, I have family that I dearly love. And I spend time with them, but it's limited. And the time I spend with them, I'm not, I'm not condemning them. I'm just loving on them. Let me tell you something. Love conquers all. And, and see, if you just love folk without beating them up, when that time comes when they realize that they need God, they'll come find you. So my time with them is limited, but it can be powerful. Because I'm not showing them Steve, I'm showing them God. Amen. I, I, went, I went somewhere with my, uh, we had a gathering with my family uh, oh, sometime last year. And uh, it was awesome. We had a wonderful time. You know, the first, the first half was great. But then we got to halftime. <laughs> halftime, the, the, the mood started shifting. 
And I said, all right, I'm out of here. I gotta go, I gotta go. Kind of like, kind of like when I do weddings. <laughs> if I do weddings like at the reception hall, everybody's waiting for the pastor to leave. <laughs> They're looking at me like, come on man, you done did what you did. You got your little offering, man. Give the man a little chicken so he can go on about his way. <laughs> ah, go ahead, man. We got things to do up in here. <laughs> so you got to spend limited time. But this message is directed towards you protecting, really protecting your environment. Now, let, let me shift for a second. Even when it comes down to so-called spiritual people, I want you to listen to this. You gotta be careful about who you receive from as it relates to your purpose in life. See, we live in a time now where everybody has a word for you. You can come to church, the Lord has, has, has a word for you that comes across the pulpit from your pastor, and you can, you can barely get to your car before somebody catches you with a word for you. I call them parking lot prophets. I want you to listen to this. Prophecy is for insight, warning, correction, confirmation, exhortation, and encouragement, but not direction. See, when someone prophesies over you, they just confirm what God has already told you. Now, 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 now listen, listen. I know I'm talking about limited association, and I said that we've got to protect our mental environments, but we also must protect our spiritual environments. If I had done all the stuff that people prophesied to me, I would have been in a mess. Now, there are other people that have prophesied over me and told me things, and they just confirmed what God, God had already spoke to me. What I'm trying to get to is don't run off doing stuff just because somebody told you that that's what you're supposed to do. 1 John 4 and 1. Let me show you this. Is this helping anybody? 1 John 4 and 1. Listen to this. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Now, let's read it in the Message Bible. Listen to what it says in the Message Bible. Dear, my dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Not everyone who, call, who talks about God comes from God. There are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. It's the Bible. That's the Bible. Don't just run off doing stuff because somebody told you to do it. You make sure that came from God. Hmm. And see, when it comes from God, there'll be a peace about it. No peace, no God. Spell it however you want. No peace, no God. N-O, peace, N-O, God. K-N-O-W, peace, K-N-O-W, God. I had this lady, I told you all about this before. I had been married for about 18, 20 years. And this lady came to me looking all spiritual. Standing in front of me. And I'm saying, yeah, what, baby? And I'm like, I guess I'm all right. 
he just couldn't get it out. I said, what is it, sweetheart? The Lord told me that you are going to be my husband. And I said, now what are we going to do with Marilyn? (laughs) What are we going to do with my wife, baby? That's illegal in this country. (laughs) Now listen to me. What if I, what if I would have listened to this lady as if God was speaking to her? (laughs) Baby, you got to go. The Lord said, the, the lady said the Lord told her that she was supposed to be my wife, you, you got to go. Not crazy with that big. How many times have people gotten messed up because they heard a word from a person, not God? They ran off. They've got people that call people to preach. You look like a preacher. Ooh, look at you. Look how you, look how you carry your briefcase. Just like an old preacher. You dress like a preacher. Oh, listen to your voice. You sound like a preacher. What makes his voice sound? He could be a newscaster. <laughs> but you can't go off of what people tell you. You've got to make sure that you hear from God. All I'm saying that even in our spiritual environments have to be protected. Now, as your pastor and your shepherd, I have to make you aware of this because there are some people that follow whatever anybody speaks in their lives and it messes them up. People can't give you purpose. God created you and God knows why. People can only confirm what God has already told you. Now, as it relates to the corporate vision, of course, God gives uh, the corporate vision to the visionary, but as it relates to your personal vision, that's going to come from God. My last one is expanded association. If you're going to be successful in life, you have to spend more time with the right people. People who exhibit the kind of character that you want to have. People that stretch you to be a better person. People who push you out of your comfort zones and put a demand on your life. You, you need somebody in your life that's stretching you. See, you cannot and you will not grow as long as you remain in your comfort zone. As long as you remain around people just like you, you're never going to grow. But you need somebody that's going to put some pressure on you in every area of your life that's going to demand growth out of you. I like to be around people that's smarter than me. Using words that I don't understand where I can stop them. See, I'm not ashamed. What did you just say? Okay, what, now what does that mean? And then I look it up and make sure that it means what he said. And then the next thing you know, I'll be using that word tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I want people that's going to stretch me. I need people around me that's going to stretch me spiritually. I want people around me that's living on a better level than I am. Man, I love the way this person lives his life. I like the way he treats his wife. I like the way he treats his kids. I like the way he, he's an honorable person in the community. That's the person I want to be around because they put a demand on my life. That's not what we do, though. We get, we get people that's living a little not as good as us. 
because we like to be able to look down on people because they make us feel better about ourselves. And we, we say stuff like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know I ain't perfect, but I ain't like him. I'm not like him. Look at him. He got five women. I only got two. I ain't like him. Look at him. He drinks every day. I only drink on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. <laughs> Look at him. He get high every day. He smoke. He light him up. He smoke every day. Not me. I only, I only get high when, you know, it's a celebration. And I determine what I'm going to celebrate. Why not find somebody that's living on a different level and say, listen, I want to be around him because he makes me stronger. I want to be around him because he's not drinking at all. I want to be around him because he's not smoking at all. I want to be around him because he ain't running the streets at all. You ought to want to be around somebody that's going to put a demand on your life. And even as it relates to your financial life and your, your, your natural life, and listen, I want to be around people that have more than me. <laughs> I was saying Wednesday night how we are, man. We, can, we start comparing what we have with what other people have. And it kills us. It messes us up. You hear you don't believe God for your house. And God done bless you with your house and you love it. Your friend or somebody you know invites you over to their housewarming party. And you walk in, you're looking around, you're trying to smile. <laughs> you know the more phony smell? <laughs> but hurting though. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They got three of those? <laughs> That's just wasteful there. That's just wasteful. The house is two times the size of yours. You just God been good to you, huh? <laughs> then you know that old hate kicks in. They gotta be doing something else. <laughs> God can see. We talk about how much we trust God and how He'll bless you. That's as long as He's blessing us, and not blessing anybody more than us. See, when He starts blessing us, somebody else on another level, they got to be doing something else, selling drugs or something. Something going on. It hurts us. It hurts us because we're comparing ourselves with other people. Rather than you going in saying, wow, and with a good heart. Yes. Boy, look how God has blessed my brother, my sister. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get close to my brother. I'm going to get close to my sister because if God did it for them, he can do it for me. I just want to learn from you. We can't get better because we're hating. You'll never get better as long as you hate on folk. Hunt your neighbor, tell them, open your eyes. I, I said that just now, people just start closing their eyes. No. <laughs> you will, I'm going to say it again, you will never get better as long as you're hating on people. If God bless your brother, your sister, he can bless you. But you've got to have a good heart and a right spirit. 
Hmm. I'm walking in church buildings. That's four times the size of this. Do I want the dome? I want it now. But you know what? I'm not, I'm not envious. I celebrate. I celebrate. I'm inspired. And you know what I do? Let me tell you what I do when I get around folk that have more than me. I sow into them. What? I was at a church in Atlanta, and uh, the Lord started speaking to me about giving an offering. And I've got to be honest with you, my flesh said, give them an offering. <laughs> they got all these people in all these buildings. <laughs> give them an offering. They need to be helping me. <laughs> but you're sold to where you want to go. So I gave them a check for $5,000 because I want more. See, so you ain't going to get it by being jealous. Be around folk that's going to stretch you. Spend time with people of vision. Ask yourself the question, who can help me towards my goal? What person can I get close to and learn from? Can I just give you a newsflash? You don't know everything. Look at your neighbor in the eyes and tell him you don't know everything. You need to spend time with people of vision. People that can help you get to the next level. In Luke chapter 1, you can read it later, it talks about how uh, the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that she would become pregnant with Jesus. And you'll notice that the angel mentioned Elizabeth, who was pregnant after she had been barren and past the age of childbearing. It was as if God was saying, Mary, to help you stay strong during this time, you need the testimony of Elizabeth. And the Bible says that Mary went straight to Elizabeth's house and stayed with her for three months. You see, God does not want you to spend time listening to critics because critics will talk you out of your baby. They'll talk you out of your healing. They'll talk you out of your breakthrough. They'll talk you out of your deliverance. You need somebody to encourage you during the times of what I want to call morning sickness. You need people to tell you to hang in there. You need people to tell you, don't give up on your dream. So you got to increase the positive influences and decrease the negative ones. Now, let me close by just giving you three things that you need to do to put yourself in a better place for growth. Number one, you have to assess your current environment. Am I in an environment that I'm growing in? Number two, you've got to focus on the moment. See, the change we want uh, in our lives, it's going to come only in the present. See, what you do now controls who you become or where you are in the future. Harvey Firestone said, today is when everything that's going to happen from now on begins. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not yet come. We only have today. Focus on your current moment and what you can do now. And number three, move forward despite criticism. 
Growth always comes from taking actions, and taking actions almost always begins with some type of criticism. But if you're being criticized, move forward anyway. Whatever course you take, there's going to always be somebody to tell you what you're doing wrong. And if you listen to the critics, you won't do what you were born to do. You need to make sure that you're so busy that you don't have time to criticize anybody and you, you don't have time to listen to anybody criticizing you. Even with this no negativity challenge, it's absolutely crazy how people will criticize anything. I had somebody walk up to me, look at my t-shirt and said, no negativity. And I said, yes. He says, well, you need some negativity. <laughs> I said, huh? Yeah, he said, even on a battery, you got a positive and a negative side. <laughs> you know what I said? I tell you what then, I'm going to hold down the positive side because it looks like you got the negative side already taken care of. <laughs> I've decided to be like Nehemiah, who said in, in Nehemiah 6 and 3, he says, I'm doing a great work, and I can't come down. I don't care who it is that's trying to get me off the wall. I'm doing a great work, and I can't come down. I'm too busy focusing on the positives to allow some negative person to pull me down. We got to get to that place where we limit our association with negativity. And let's spend more time with positive people people that's influencing us, people that can help us to get to where we're going. This is going to be a great year for us. How many of you really believe that? I said this is going to be a great year for us. Great year. Well, if your neighbor won't receive it, say this is my year. Come on, say this with me. Say, this is going to be the best year of my life. This is going to be the best year of my life. So far. So far. It's going to be the best year of my life so far. It's just going to get better and better. And see, listen to me. So I don't allow anybody to dictate my year. I dictate my own year. I'm not going to allow, allow what I see happening in this world that I don't like to affect what I believe. I, I, listen, my, hand, my life is not in the hands of government. No. Ultimately, my life is in the hands of God. And the Bible says that even the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. So people that you feel are against you, why are you worried about that when God can turn that thing around just for you? God will have folks doing stuff for you that don't even like you. So I'm not dealing with the negativity. I'm going to keep my eyes on the prize because God is my source. I'm about to shout in here. I said God is my source. So let's get ready for a great year. And it begins.
Well, I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you're ever in the greater New Orleans area, please visit Destiny Christian Center at 612 Main Street in Laplace, Louisiana. If not, you can visit us at destinychristian.org radio. 